You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وازن في الناس بالحج ياتك رجالا وعلى كل طامر ياتين من كل فج عميق ليشهدوا منافع لهم ويذكروا اسم الله في ايام معلومات على ما رزقهم من بهيمه الانعام صدق الله العلي العظيم وقال الله تبارك وتعالى ومن يعظم شعائر الله فانها من تقوى القلوب صدق الله العلي العظيم to all my brothers and sisters and all the listeners of radio series whichever part of the world you may be I greet you with the Islamic greeting of Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. I am your host today, Abbas Zubair Ali. We are talking to you on this day of Arafah, which is coinciding with the Arafah of Makkah al-Mukarramah, and which is the night of the Hijjah there. And Alhamdulillah, as we are talking and listening, we are sure that the people either have finished up from Arafah and have left, from their proceeding to Muzdalifah, or they may still be there, busy with their uh, du'as, which Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, that the du'as of the people in Arafah are accepted by Allah ta'ala in the sense, the hadith has mentioned that it is such a day and such a mubarak time in uh, Arafah that on that day, Allah ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven, and Allah Taala praises the malaika or praises the human being in front of the malaika and says to them, look to my servants. They have come to me from far and wide with disheveled hair, laden with dust and hastening from every distant corner. I testify to you, O my servants, O malaika, that I have pardoned them. Subhanallah. In other words, the du'as that are made after Salatul Asr and between Salatul Asr and Maghrib and Arafah, Adwas that are, mashallah, there's a guarantee of them, those du'as to be accepted, alhamdulillah. And Allah has mentioned that the du'as, whether it's of a male or of a female. So, the malaika mentioned yani, uh, that, ya Allah, if it with regard to everyone, even those that are so simple, uh, Allah Ta'ala says, I've forgiven them all. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there is no day wherein Allah says free, more people from Jahannam than on the day of Arafah. Subhanallah. Now, this is enough to make us understand that though we may not be having the same date with Makkah, our ninth of Zilhijjah will fall tomorrow, inshallah. But the barakah of Ayyumul Arafah with those people who are the fortunate, lucky ones are enjoying while they are there, we also get the barakah of that place, alhamdulillah. And they are, while they are making dua for themselves, surely they may be making dua for the ummah and for, for the humanity at large, alhamdulillah. So this is one of those hadiths that gives us so much hope and some, so much black tidings with regard to the fazilat of that day. This is another hadith with regard to the, the day of Arafah. It is reported that Nabi Karim said, the shaitan is not noticed, was not noticed on any other day, more debased. And Allah Ta'ala showed shaitan to Nabi Karim sallallahu on the day of Arafah that how angry and raised and more dishonored he was, and, and, and he was felt very enraged and dishonored and displeased on the day of Arafah. He was very, very angry when, uh, when this forgiveness of Allah was coming upon the people and his rahmat was descending upon them 
And they were being saved from the fire of Jannam. Not only the people who are there, but those people who are making dua for their marhumin, for their protection from Jahannam, and entry into Jannah for themselves and for the entire ummah. That so much so that when he sees all this, Allah's rahmat and mercy coming down in torrents, Allah's pardon and forgiveness, which he didn't see, the hadith mentioned, such forgiveness and such mercy coming down after the battle of Badr when Jibreel came down with the Malaika. So, this are some of the fazail with regard to the, the day of Arafah, which Alhamdulillah the Hajjah are today experiencing the, the one more hadith with regard to the day of Arafah. The Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there is no day on which Allah Ta'ala sets free more servants from the fire than the day of Arafah. And Allah Ta'ala comes down, Allah's rahmat and mercy and forgiveness comes down and uh, 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 and the duas are accepted thereupon and Malaika make, said Amin to these duas. And then this, the hadith even says that Allah Ta'ala asks, what do these people want? There is another hadith of a different type which the general mentioned that they will say, that, Ya Allah, these people, what they want is your your happiness, they want your rada, they want forgiveness from you, they want your rahmat from you, all of, they want help from you, all of the things that people make dua. This is just taking an, uh, uh, the part of another hadith, but then Allah Ta'ala even asks, in that, uh, other hadith it mentions, that have they seen me? Ya Allah, they haven't seen you, but they have great hope in you, uh, that, and truly and Nabi, they have been informed of your rahmat and your mercy, and this hadith also comes with regard to Ramzan, that, in, that their Prophet has informed them, that on, in Ramzan, Allah Ta'ala forgives sins and Allah Ta'ala grants them special mercies and rahmat. So they say, no, Allah, they haven't seen you, but on the, on the basis of the word of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they are hopeful of that, hoping that you will forgive them, hoping that you will grant them rahmat and mercy and your help and whatever that they are seeking for from the worldly and hereafter point of view. What were they else asking? Ya Allah, they were asking for Jannah. Have they seen Jannah? No. They haven't seen Jannah, the, the Malaika will answer. But on the words of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and in the words of the Quran, which Allah speaks about Jannah, they were hoping that one day they would enter Jannah. Allah makes them, in the Hadith of Ramadan, Allah says that you bear witness of Malaika, that I have become pleased with them and entered them in Jannah. Were they asking protection from anything? Ya Allah, they were asking protection from the fire of Jahannam. Have you seen the fire of Jahannam? No, they haven't seen it, Ya Allah. But on your word and the word of your Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they were seeking protection. Allah Ta'ala says, O oh, my Malaika, you bear witness that I have saved them and protected them from the fire of Jahannam. Now, Alhamdulillah, taking this, these are hadith of Arafah also, and hadith of Ramadan, the last part of it, uh, we joined together, that gives so much hope for people, Alhamdulillah, who are standing in the plains of Arafah today at this time, and they are with, with, the, with the ihrams on, with the ahid, uh, oh, oh, bareheaded, and they are saying, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik, Labbaik la sharika laka Labbaik, inna alhamda wal ni'mata laka wal mulka la sharika laka. So alhamdulillah, they say, oh Allah, we have presented ourselves in front of you. Oh Allah, we have presented ourselves in front of you. Alhamdulillah, there is none worthy of worship or Allah but yourself. And all praise and all greatness and glory is for you. Alhamdulillah, this is the scheme which we can play those of us who have been to Hajj and who have been to Arafah and we have seen this scene. What a what an emotional time that is and how much the mercy of Allah Ta'ala is, is felt by people at that time coming down. That Alhamdulillah, many times even it rains in Arafah and ulama mentioned and pious people mentioned 
that it is a sign of the Qabulia from Allah. Yet in the course of the day, there was no clouds. But at the time of Arafah, when people are asking this was, Allah shows His mercy by in most cases that the showers of mercy come down. So Alhamdulillah, having heard all about that, let us, inshallah, let us make dua for those people. We know because of the COVID situation, it's said about 60,000 people were, who were also from internally, uh, living there, were allowed to make Hajj. And many are sitting and waiting since last year and have had, had been open for this year. But they must just not feel too sad about that. Know that everything happens by the hukam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their was not meant still. Now their accreditation had taken place, their tickets were booked, their visas were given, but Allah's hukam wasn't on them. And then the COVID kicked in, and with the result, last year also passed, and this year is also passing. Just for the suffering deep down that we cannot reach Makkah al Mukarramah and we cannot be performing our Hajj this year, you know, and last year also we couldn't perform it. The suffering will inshallah grant them Allah will give them great, great rewards. And of course, we make dua that this situation will pass and inshallah when they get there after the suffering and all of this sadness, they will be at Hajj and Umrah's rewards will be enhanced inshallah. So alhamdulillah, that is with regard to a few things. Now, just a few words with regard to the Hajj itself. Alhamdulillah, we have been hearing this from the ulama kiram over the bayans and over the khutbahs, etc. That <coughs> Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala carried tested Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam with regard to various tests where Allah told him that we will test you, Ibrahim. Allah told him to submit. And he said, Ya Allah, aslam to the Rabbil Alameen. I have submitted to the Lord of the, uh, the, the, the universe. So Allah said, Ibrahim, mashallah, I mean, what Allah said, that we are going to test you now. And the test came practically where he had rebelled against his parents and his community for that he was thrown into the fire. After it, Allah Ta'ala saved him. And then he, because they were worshipping idols, he would see his father making the idols in the morning and setting them in the afternoon. And Ibrahim, alayhi salam, was a true believer, a true monotheist, a true muwahid. And he after studying the stars, the sun, and the moon, and all of those things, he, he thought, looking and searching for Allah, he came to the conclusion that uh, these are not God, they are there, they are not there, they are creation, and I turned my attention to the creation of all of these things, the creation of the sun, the moon, the stars, all of these things. And he said, إِنِّي وَجَّهْتُ وَجِيَا لِلَّذِي فَطَرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَلَا وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ I turned my attention to the creator of the heavens and the earth and all that which is in the heavens and in this earth, and I do not, uh, and, and I turn solely and fully to Allah Taala, and I do not make ascribe any partners unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So he passed the first test of Tawheed, the first test of monotheism, and believing in the oneness of Allah by way of His Zat and by way of His Sifat. That was the start of this sacrifice of the sacrifices and the test upon Ibrahim Alayhi Salam. So, then he broke the idols. The story goes mentally in the Quran, and because of that, he was not only thrown into the fire, but Allah Ta'ala showed his kudrat and saved Ibrahim because of his faith that he had in Allah Ta'ala and the sacrifice that he was prepared to go through, and that fire was changed into a garden, subhanAllah. And thereafter, the community, when he came out from there, the community decided to exile him from there. For the sake of Allah, for the love of Allah, he sacrificed, was ready to sacrifice his life. He was ready to sacrifice his parents and his uh, uh, community, and he took his wife as a Hajra from the uh, land of Babylon where he was living, and he went out. And 
left his, uh, his own homeland and sacrificed all of that. That was the one sacrifice of parents and community, alhamdulillah. And then he went out to the various parts of the world giving the Dawah of Islam. Egypt is mentioned. In some traditions, India is mentioned. Palestine is mentioned. A lot of those areas, Ibrahim went and he was giving the Dawah of Islam and Dawah of Tawheed to the people who were worshipping idols and worshipping human beings in those days also. They come to the oneness of Allah. Then, after that, Allah Ta'ala put him to another test. And the, the, the test was that Allah Ta'ala had uh, Ibrahim al-Islam from Hazrat Salah didn't have any children up to about the age of 75, 80. And then Ibrahim al-Islam, when he went to Egypt, he was given uh, as a gift by the king of Egypt, the ruler of Egypt, a princess uh, uh, from the royal court of Egypt. And he took, her, her name was Hajra, and Hazrat Hajra al-Islam, Ibrahim al-Islam, took her, she was, and he married her, and from as a Hajra was born Ismail Now what a happy occasion. But the test hadn't ended. Allah tests us. Allah gives us so many things materially. Allah gives us health. Allah gives us wealth. Allah gives us respect. Allah gives us honor. And grace of Allah has given us Iman and Islam. But Allah says, you're not going to get away and just say, I'm a Muslim and I'm a Mumin. You think I'll just say that I believe in Allah? And that is the end of it. And say, okay, you pass. No. That you will not be tested. Ibrahim was a true mu'min, a true muwahid, a true uh, Muslim. And he was being put to all those tests. And Ibrahim was passing all those tests. Now when he met Hazal, he didn't have any children from Hazal up to then. Then through the marriage of Hazal, Allah blessed him with Ismail And mashallah to receive a child at the age of 75, 80. As those people who didn't have children, and when they get their first child at that old age, what an occasion of happiness. But the test is not coming to an end still. The tests are continuing to see whether you are true in your love for Allah, whether you are ready to submit your dear and near things. Ibrahim Islam proved it. I'm ready to give up my life. I'm ready to give up my parents and my, my homeland. And now comes the test that now Allah commands Ibrahim Islam to take Hadra and Ismail Islam to the far of Valley of Makkah, which is referred to as Makkah in the Quran Kareem, the Wadim Gayri Zar in Inda Baitikal Muharram Rabbana Yukim Salah. They go there and go and leave them there. That place is eventually going to become a place and, and establish prayer there so that it will become a place where people will converge on that from all parts of the world. And that first that time that there was nothing there. There was no water there, there was no greenery there, it was just a barren land. But somewhere close to where the Kaaba stood, when Adam Salam built it, so go and leave them there. But then Hadra asked him, Ramsam, why are you leaving us here? There's little food and little water. He, she, he never answered. Then she herself said, did Allah command you? He said, yes. He said, well, if Allah has commanded you to go, Allah will look after us. So that little food and water, Ibrahim Salam, got he sacrificed his wife who doesn't love their wives, who doesn't love their children. And at that age, a small infant child, and he goes away from there. Allah, we're trusting in Allah. The lesson of tawakkul we learn from Ibrahim salam, that Allah Ta'ala, he trusted in the order of Allah, that when, and when you trust in Allah and obey the commandments of Allah, you will never lose. You will always be a winner. You will always gain. And how Allah helped them, the details all are there in front of us. When the water was finished, and the food got finished. And Bibi Hazza was worried no more about her little child than herself. 
and she started running up the Mount of Safa and Marwa. That action of Sa'id that we do when we go to Makkah 7, we get the rounds of that, and subhanAllah, the miracle, Allah ta'ala, the open up the, the well of Zamzam came up there, water started gushing from the ground, and then she put a little enclosure around there, and that, mashallah, became the place where today, up to today, that miracle, the most ancient well, as it is referred to, Be'ril Atiq, in the sense that that is that, that well goes, the history of that goes back to Ibrahim salam. So Ibrahim salam made that Qurbani also when he was gone. And as Hazra and Hazrat Ismail and some looked there, when they looked there and water came, but they became was like a well and oasis. Other tribes who were roaming around there, who were like nomadic people, they came and settled there. And then the city of Mecca came into existence. So Alhamdulillah, much after that Ibrahim came back to Mecca to see how his wife and child and to see the fulfillment of the promise of Allah Ta'ala. Imagine that yaqeel and that faith. That's why in the Quran, Allah repeatedly says, Follow the religion of Ibrahim and follow the example of Ibrahim for he, for you, a very beautiful example. Not only Ibrahim, but also his wife and his child. All of these, the whole family of Ibrahim are an example. From Bibi Hazra came all the prophets of the Bani Israel, from Ishaq And from Ismail came our Nabi So all of them are beautiful examples for us. And Ibrahim Allah said in the Quran Kareem that he was the one who turned his attention only and solely to Allah Ta'ala and he did not make shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his heart, nor in his sifat. And when he comes to Ibrahim Ismail uh, is growing into a young man. Now there is another, now he's, uh, all those tests he passed through. Now Ibrahim is going to be tested further. Allah now commands him that, oh Ibrahim, uh, sacrifice yourself for us. Your only son at that time was Ismail Sacrifice. Let's see, you sacrifice your parents and your families and your homeland before. Now let's see if you love your son more than you love us. Now again, think about it. We can do anything. We can, uh, you know, for our, our but to ask to be asked to put a knife on the throat of your own child, beloved child, at that age of eighty or more, and that, and that child is your only child at that time. Ibrahim salam passed that test with flying colors and he took Ismail to the place where Mina, the Hajj is inshallah, tomorrow after passing, tonight they'll go to Muzalifa and from there they'll go back to Mina tomorrow and tomorrow they will be inshallah pelting the shayateen and thereafter they'll be going to Mina and to the plains where the Qurbani is done of the animals in memory of Ismail and Ibrahim alayhim salatu wassalam. What a sacrifice because Ibrahim salam passed this test and son Ismail supported him in this. Allah was going to honor them now. After this was done, Allah commanded Ibrahim al-Islam, showed him the exact place where the Kaaba stood because Bibi Hajra was made to stay somewhere close there with the sun. The exact place was Ibrahim al-Islam came and identified and on the on the uh, uh, the, the, the foundations of where Adam al-Islam built the Kaaba. Alhamdulillah, Give that honor. Today when we look at someone asks us who is the builder of, of, of the Kaaba, who are the architects of the Kaaba, 
the names of Ibrahim and Ismail and as a sign that Ibrahim footprints, there was a stone that used to rise up, go up and down as Ibrahim was building and Ismail was passing in the, 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 the stones and the mortar that stands there in the place called Maqam Ibrahim, which we pass when we do tawaf, and after that we read Surah Salah. All this was honor. That honor didn't stop in Ibrahim That honor continues up to today. All the actions that we do, which we rehearse in Hajj, are actually a reminder of, of the supreme sacrifice of Ibrahim Islam, which is the Qurbani, the love for Allah Ta'ala, the obedience to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, and the trust in Allah Ta'ala. These are our lessons. That's what Allah says in the Quran, make Ibrahim, follow his religion, and make Ibrahim your example. Only two people are mentioned in the Quran with regard to making an example in the sense specifically, one is Ibrahim and one is our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that honor goes to Bibi Hazra. She went up and down till it becomes part of Hajj. Telling the Shayateen that it becomes part of the, the Manasik and the issues of Hajj because that was the thing when Shaitan appeared. Ibrahim and Ismail felt it because he wanted to stop them from carrying out the order of Allah. Alhamdulillah, the well of Zamzam stands there. Not only giving water to the people of Makkah, but all these thousands of years. But Alhamdulillah, people go there, they fill up, they, they drink there, and they fill their cans, and they bring it back, and fill their bottle and bring it back to them. And that place, Zamzam is a miracle of Ibrahim, والسلام, is still giving water. So Alhamdulillah, all of this, and this Qurbani that inshallah, we, tomorrow is our ninth of Zilhijjah, we will inshallah, I'm sure by, by now, we may have already identified how we are going to do our Qurbani. Remember, under these COVID circumstances, nothing is, we can't say that our Jabkiyama, Ya Allah, I could not perform my Salah. Or Rabbul Alameen, I couldn't make Jamaat, I couldn't do Jumaat, I couldn't do Salat al-Tarawi, I couldn't perform it. All of these things have continued from last year. We made our own means. Our masjids were closed down in the lockdowns. But Alhamdulillah, the believers, 1.6 billion, did something, made alternative. It didn't mean COVID came, that our connection with Allah, His deed and His Rasul became less, in fact, it became more because we were unable to, our hearts are suffering, we can't go to our masajid because the masajid are still closed. We cannot go to Haramain and Sharifain and perform hajjahs and umrah, our hearts are suffering for that. We cannot visit Nabiya Kareem sallallahu all this, but there is alternative. Same goes with Qurbani. Maybe it's not going to be done as we did it in the past, mashallah, as a big group, etc. Because of the restrictions, but Alhamdulillah, everyone can organize his own place quietly in in, in the backyard or so in whichever way we can, and in the places where Alhamdulillah there is not big congregations and do our qurbanis there, or in in, in in the worst scenarios where we cannot uh, do it. Alhamdulillah, we ask people to do it for us. Alhamdulillah, so the qurbani is done also, and Alhamdulillah, we fulfill that wajib of uh, and, and the sunnah of Ibrahim and Ismail alayhi So let us, inshallah, not falter. We haven't made still the arrangement. We still have tomorrow's day, and inshallah, we still have the day of Eid and two more days. Uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, uh, and, you know, there are two days after Eid. So the 10th, 11th, and 12th, and then until uh, Maghrib time, we can still do our qurbanis. So Allah, you can make sure, because the, in the hadith of Nabiya Karim, it is mentioned that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned to the Sahaba, that uh, make the, they ask us, in fact, Rasulullah, what is this Qurbani? Mahadin Abahiya Rasulullah, what is this Qurbani? Nabi Yakarim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, it is the sunnah of your forefather, ancestor Ibrahim Alayhi Salaam. So what are we supposed to do, Ya Rasulullah? What is our 
we are following that it says that it is a sunnah of your forefathers and you also should make the qurbani that is it to follow in his sunnah then what is the reward for that ya rasulullah hasana for every hair on the back of the body of the animal you get you get a reward every five hours you get a reward so much other rewards that alhamdulillah brothers mothers and sisters and friends that alhamdulillah we cannot miss the opportunity we know the price of animals go up and down, but don't let that money thing come in between. Don't look how much we are paying. Look how much we are receiving in the form of rewards and market in dunya also by making, carrying out the sunnah of Ibrahim salam and fulfilling the sunnah uh, which is uh, from the millet of Ibrahim and the sunnah of Nabi Karim sallam, who not only made his own qurbanis in his days, but he also made one qurbani on behalf of the ummah. Alhamdulillah, if Allah can give us a good of a wajib qurbani, which is for us upon every person who can afford it, then we should do so what is we can afford. And at the same time, we can even afford, we make a qurbani on behalf of our Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So alhamdulillah, let us avail of these opportunities and not, let not these conditions make us become complacent and that now, because it's COVID, I, I, you know, I'm not going to perform my salah, I'm not going to go for Juma. No, no, you have to make the arrangements. Those that are determined have become more determined they have made the arrangements from last year, March. And not their jamaats are not Muslim. Maybe they not be able to reach the masjid. But they are performing salah with jamaat. They are doing their jumas. Alhamdulillah, they, are, they did their salat with tarawi. Alhamdulillah, last year, this year also, Allah shukar. And everything is continuing. Allah is testing us. Allah said, what do you think just going to say, I'm a Muslim? And we know when you test you. My brother and sisters in Islam, uh, let us, inshallah, Look at these challenges that have come to us as a means of connecting with Allah in a bigger way, connecting with, uh, uh, you know, the sunnah ways, inshallah, to do uh, to Allah ta'ala and to our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because the reward of doing these things in the time that we are passing is much, much more greater. So alhamdulillah, on the day of Eid, we wish everyone well. Now, of course, tonight is the night of Arafah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, up to Maghrib, uh, you know, that uh, they are, uh, the uh, Arafah day starts for us, the 9th of Zilajah tomorrow. Whatever little ibadat we can do tonight, inshallah, in form of Nawafil Salah, Tahajjud, Salat al Tasbih, Zikr of Allah, Tawarak Ta'ala, Tilawat al Quran. Let us do a more important lesson, make a lot of dua, inshallah, whatever little ibadat. And tomorrow, if we can keep a, a fast, it is a Sunnah fast, a Sunnah is above it, which it means it is. If we do it, we get a reward of alhamdulillah forgiveness of one year since Allah Shukr. That let us uh, make sure we are also in every way. When you are in Arafah, you are supposed to be fasting there also in commemoration of that or the thing of that big day. Alhamdulillah, here we are at home, but we can still be showing so much uh, resemblance to the people in Hajj in the sense that they are taking qurbani there. We are making our qurbanis at home. They are in ihram and they are saying, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik Labbaik la sharika laka Labbaik Inna alhamda wal ni'mata laka wal mulk La sharika laka We are now going to from tomorrow morning after Hajar start off with saying also takbir. They saying Labbaik, we are going to say takbir. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar La ilaha illa Allahu, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar After every salah up to the 13th Asr time for me, loudly with congregation, ladies can do it softly at home. So Alhamdulillah, yeah, they, when people are in Haram and instead of Hajj, uh, they don't tear their fingernails, 
We also stopped uh, cutting our days from the first of Zilhajjah. We don't use our uh, our hair now. All of these are signs that, alhamdulillah, we are far away from Makkah, but alhamdulillah, we are showing similarities to the hadith of that part, including the doing of Qurbani, etc. So, inshallah, we ask Allah ta'ala to bless us with the second biggest day of our Islamic calendar after Eid al-Fitr, that is the day of uh, Yawm al-Abha, the day of Abha, where we will be showing our thanksgiving and gratitude to Allah ta'ala on that day, we will be, inshallah, making this Qurbani in the, in the commemoration and in the remembrance of the supreme sacrifice of Sayyidina Ibrahim, Khalilullah, alayhi salatu wasalam. May, may, inshallah, our day be a day of happiness and joy. It is a day that we should be socializing, we should be connecting with friends. If we can do it physically, if not, at least pick up a phone and wish one another well, give him to one another, alhamdulillah, all that. And let us not forget to make dua for the ummah specifically in these difficult conditions of COVID also. And in the general, in our own country of South Africa, we have gone through very times of turmoil. But remember, we are not the only people. There are people going through turmoil in Syria, in Palestine, uh, in, in, in parts of Africa, in, uh, uh, in Bangladesh or in uh, Burma. Uh, there are so many places where Muslims are going through suffering and hardship, when we lift up our hands on, on, on tonight, before, uh, night later to Arafah, and also tomorrow when we make that dua, we make dua not only for ourselves, but make dua for the entire Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, specifically and generally for all of humanity that are affected by this. Allah grant them all shifai kamil azalia, those that are in hospital, Allah grant them, Ya Rabbil Alameen, released from hospitals, those that have passed away, Allah grant them shahada. Inshallah, on this we conclude with the dua. Allahumma inka salam wa minka salam. Tabarakta rabbana wa ta'ala ita ya dhal jalali wal ikram. Allahumma rabbal bayta al-haram. Allahumma rabbal rukni wal maqam. Allahumma rabbal mash'ar al-haram. Urzukna ya Allah. Urzukna ya Allah. Hajja baytika al-haram. وزياره قبر نبيك عليه افضل الصلاه واتم السلام واتم التسليم يا رب العالمين وشكر الله تبارك وتعالى فدوزر كنت حج بيت الله ما فاطمه حج العمره جراند يا الله حج مبرور مقبول يا الله ان يتنم بكسيتي تعطي الله دوزر سيتنج سنس لاتش ريدي تو جو يا الله بك يا حكمس انتبينين بتوين تقدير انتبينين بتوين يا الله ابيل تو يو بك يا الله do not test us half more than what we can carry. Open up the doors of the Haramayn al-Sharifayn for us. Open up the doors of Makkah al-Mukarramah, uh, Allah al-Marina Munawwara, and Masjid al-Aqsa. And Ya Rabbi Allah, open up the doors of our own local Masjid to your grace, favor, and mercy. Remove the scourge of Ya Allah discovered from us, Ya Rabbi Al-Alameen. Ya Rabbi Al-Alameen, we know if it is a result of our own sins, please forgive us, Ya Rabbi Al-Alameen, for you are most merciful. And if it is a means of punishment for our sins, Ya Allah, make it a wake-up call, because you have power over us, Ya Allah. You have taught us so many lessons through the conditions that we are going through, that we have come to realize that we have no power over anything. Oh Allah, your power is the greatest. All our planning for years ahead has all failed, Ya Allah. Make it easy for humanity. Ya Allah, these are days of Qaburiyat of Dua. Ya Allah, especially tonight and tomorrow at Arafah and the day of Eid also, and the nights of Eid also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you promise us the acceptance of Dua. So let us, inshallah, Ya Allah, give us tawfeed that on the night of Eid also, on the night of Ya Allah, Laylatul Ya Allah, also Ya Allah, that we also make dua. Ya Allah, through your grace, favor, and mercy, accept these duas of our grant, all of our marhumin, maghfirat and rahmat.
and all those sick people, Shifa and Kamil, and Allahumma Rabbana, taqabbal minna, innaka anta samiyul alim, wa tuba alayna, ya maulana, innaka anta tawabur rahim, wahdina wa wafiqna, warshudana ila al-haqqi, wa ila tariqi mustaqim, subhana rabbika, rabbi lizzati amma yasifun, wa salamun ala al-mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, assalamu alaykum, wa rahmatullahi, wa barakatuh. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.